Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Multifamily Legacy Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. We've got a great show in store for you. Um, before we start the show, though, I want to do a couple of little things. We are now opening up our boardroom. So if you're thinking about you want to take it to the next level and start doing apartment complexes, learning how to find them, how to fund them, how to operate, how to uh, know if you have a deal or not, how to raise all the capital. We have, I've created something entirely awesome that I, I promise you is not being done in the info space anywhere. And what we offer is such huge value. So I only limit it to 35 people. 35 people I invite to my Kahuna boardroom. We offer deal partnering. We will uh, sponsor your deals. We'll underwrite your properties to make sure you have a good one. Uh, my whole team's involved. It's, it's, it's a big process. And we don't open it up to everybody. And it is expensive. Okay, it's $7,500. We need to, you have to submit an application. And now, but here's what we're looking for. We're looking for people that want to do this business. So it helps if you have some real estate experience, um, but you don't have to have real estate experience. You can have influence. You can be a doctor, dentist, lawyer, chiropractor. Um, You can be a person that just really wants it really bad and wants to succeed. And maybe that is your starting point is, is multifamily. And that's fine too. But we're trying to gauge your commitment level right? Because I only allow 35 people in my boardroom and I want to make sure that I'm not wasting your time or mine. And so it is 7,500 bucks. We have a payment plan uh, for uh, like a three payment, three pay uh, payment plan um, for anybody that's a little bit price sensitive to that, right? We're trying to be mindful, but what you're getting is the type of, I wouldn't call it coaching, um, but it's, it's kind of a hybrid. We have coaching calls, um, we probably do one a month, one every other month. They're not guaranteed, but they are part of our continued education to our boardroom members. But we do offer something very, very unique. So if, if that's you, if you're interested, go to kahunaboardroom.com. Again, that's kahuna, K-A-H-U-N-A, boardroom.com, and apply. So you can you can get on that site. You can see all the things that we're offering and then you have to apply. When you apply, I am going to call you. Nobody else on my team is going to call you. It will come from me, Corey Peterson. I personally vet everybody that comes into my boardroom. I have a conversation with you. We want to make sure that it's the right fit and it's application only. This boardroom is going to be July 29, 30, and 31, right? So we have another one coming up in October. So if you can't make the July event, but want to make it in to the uh, October event, let us know. But take the time, seriously take the time and apply. If, if that's you, if you're, if you're really wanting to move the needle, I promise you, I have an education program platform that does not exist out there in the marketplace. When you come to my event, by the way, there's nothing for sale. You cannot buy any other product from me because I don't have it. I don't it's not the place where you come and then we upsell you to the $20,000 coaching platform. I don't have it. I am a deal maker, okay? And I, I know I spent a little bit of time on this because I, I want you to understand that this is unique and special. It is different, I promise you. And if you will listen to some of the testimonials on that page, kahunaboardroom.com, listen to some of the testimonials and you tell me if you think it's right because I'm telling you, Anybody that's attended, it's 
change them in a positive, positive way. And people are doing deals. That, my friend, is the proof in the pudding. So go to the Kahuna Boardroom and check it out. All right, let's start the show. So the big question is this. Are you tired of the hustle and grind of fix and flip? Do you really think you can wholesale your way to success? What you really want is a cash flowing portfolio that lets you live a life of freedom, sunsets, and palm trees on your terms. But what if you're stuck because you have no capital, no time, and no idea where to start? That ends now. Your host, Corey Peterson, is a rags to riches real estate millionaire who started out with no money or credit and quickly grew a portfolio of cash flowing apartments. Not to mention, he did it all with other people's money. You're only one deal away from creating the cash flow life and the multifamily legacy podcast will show you how. So now, here's your host, the big kahuna, Corey Peterson. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Multifamily Legacy Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Peterson. I have a wonderful show for you today. I've got my my great friend, a, a personal, true friend and um, and really good business partner and um, you know, a guy that I really, truly respect that has been out there doing real estate for a long, long time. He has a huge single family portfolio. Um, he owns, uh, he's actually in a partner with me in some of my apartment deals. And he runs one of the country's top single-family masterminds out there called Investor Fuel. And uh, I want to welcome to the show, Mike Hambright. What's going on, buddy? Hey, buddy. Always good to see you, my friend. And also, I didn't give you any shout-out to FlipNerd. I mean, you ran FlipNerd for a long time. You still have FlipNerd. Yeah, yeah. FlipNerd hasn't program. gone anywhere. It's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's still there. We're still fighting for freedom. <laughs> Amen. But uh, I'm part of your group, Investor Fuel. And, uh, man, I love that group. I you know, yeah. you want to talk about you had a vision of where you wanted to take uh, some single family guys and just and build them up and create a tribe. And I'm, I'm actually if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm sporting some in, some investor yeah. fuel swag right now. And uh, because it feels good and it looks good. Yeah. Yeah. And if it looks good, I speak good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I will totally botch this, but I heard this quote yesterday and it was a quote from uh, like Deion Sanders or something. It was like, if you feel good, you look good. If you look good, you play good. Like you perform good, and if you perform good, you get paid good. <laughs> it's like, Amen. I saw that. I was like, yes, you know. So uh, it just yeah. goes right down uh, up the hill, man. When you start, you know, it starts with if you feel good, baby. Yeah. No, you know, um, you know, I, I was an investor. Obviously, I'm still an investor, but I started about 11 years ago, and uh, you know, I've always been the type of guy that. It's almost like if you put somebody in a in solitary confinement, you know, they like go crazy after a while. And I wasn't in solitary confinement, but I wasn't as active in the first few years of real estate investing with like like socially. You know, I was like my friends didn't know what the hell I was doing, so I didn't have that in common anymore. And my wife and I were just working hard trying to crank. And you know, socially we weren't we weren't we didn't like hang out socially with our contractors or employees or things like that. So you just start to feel kind of isolated, right? And then, I mean. The short version of the story is I got into coaching and started helping like hundreds of other people build their businesses. And that's great. And I still do that actually. But uh, I get a lot of joy by being around people like me that have, like you, we've overcome a lot of stuff. You've been through a lot of things in life and you've hustled hard and you came out the other end and you're better for it, right? Better, Better father, better husband, better business person. And just you appreciate life more because you worked so hard and fought through the hard times. And 
in my experience, you know, entrepreneurs that have been around for a while, if you haven't been through that, then you're not an entrepreneur anymore, right? <laughs> a lot of people get wiped out. And, it, and if you have, and you're the quality of person that we would have in like our Investor Fuel Mastermind, then we've got a lot in common, right? We've got some war wounds. We can like say, hey, hey man, here's the time I got stabbed. And look at this arrow wound in my back, right? And you've got those, uh, you've got, it's just a common bond that you have with people that you can't get with the average person, I guess. So I and love the being sharing, around. And the sharing of information, right? That's what I, what I see so valuable in more so now as I've gotten older and wiser is the power of community and people coming together and then being honest, right? Yeah, because, yeah. Um, and sometimes I've, I've belonged to a couple of masterminds, but sometimes that it becomes the peacock event, you know, I'm peacocking and I got to, I'm showing you all my feathers, right? When sometimes yeah. you got to talk about the one feather that's broken, right? Yeah. And say, how do yeah. I fix it? And that's what a true mastermind does. And, um, and you guys have been able to create a space where people feel comfortable being vulnerable. That's unique. Yeah. And it sounds, it sounds ego-driven if I say it, but we've created something special. And, and I mean, I'm the ringleader, I guess, but I just think this took getting the right people in the room and kind of early on, like that culture just kind of got set that, you know, while everybody in there could be driving a fleet of fancy cars and bragging about what they did last week and stuff, like that doesn't happen in my, that doesn't happen in investor fuel. We don't, we don't allow that. Like this, the truth is a, a lot of people that flaunt those things, uh, I don't, I, by the way, it's not, there's nothing wrong with having a nice cars and nice house and all those things. But if you flaunt it uh, for ego reasons, like it's one thing to use it for marketing reasons, right? Like, you know, but when you're around people like you, it's like, man, don't brag. Everybody here is successful and we've all got shit to deal with too. We've all, we've all got issues to overcome. We all want to be a better person and a better, better father and a better husband, like better wife, all those things. And so let's talk about those things. And so it's just as common as, you know, for at our events, for people to be talking about personal issues, like, man, I'm things that are not even real estate, right? Yeah. It's not even real estate. Like, man, I, I'm, I'm fat. Like I, I got to lose weight here. Like there was a guy that got a couple meetings ago, like nobody knows it, but all of a sudden he just starts talking about like, and my wife doesn't support me anymore in, in this business. And I'm having some struggles with, with stuff at home. And it's like, he just got, he felt comfortable to talk about that in that environment and got kind of showered with love for it, you know? And, and uh, of course, we talk about real estate. Like we we can't get together and not talk about real estate, right? But it's more than that. Like it's more than what we do for a living. It ties back to who we are personally and our families. Let's talk about lifestyle, right? So, Mike, you're one of the few people that I would say that lives a lifestyle first, right? Like you you live your life by design a lot, and now and it's still complicated, right? Like you travel, I I travel, yeah, <coughs> but. We still found time to go. Where'd we go this winter? Yeah, we went. Uh, well, it was cool because it was like three things back to back. We had our investor fuel event in Salt Lake City. And then there were about, I think, almost 40 people from our event uh, went out to go skiing in Park City, Utah, nearby for a weekend. Yep. And then your wife came out. My wife came out. My son came out actually just for the ski part. And then uh, we went home, but and then just the four of us and a couple of other friends that are not in our group went up to uh, Yellowstone. We went to snowmobiling and dog sledding. I, I can't believe we're still alive today, man. Uh, I mean, we, we risked our lives. This could be a whole show in and of itself, right? But we risked our lives to get to uh, Yellowstone in, and they had just gotten like 
several feet of snow and not just gotten like it was they were getting it while we were while we were driving right and it was nuts it was like the four-hour road trip that turned to 12 yeah right and um don't go you can't go these roads are closed and we we found a way (laughs) but it was awesome because when we i mean it was like the biggest dump that they had gotten in like 50 years right yeah yeah um to the point that when we were leaving we uh we were planning on leaving early but we didn't because i changed my flight uh plans and how we were going to do this that we missed an avalanche that probably could have hit us yeah yeah that's so, crazy it's kind of it's funny it's a little bit of an analogy of probably our lives right it's like we're we've, we've dodged lots of bullets like they said we couldn't do it but we found a way almost got hit by an avalanche but we did <laughs> you just whatever but it's there's a little bit of an analogy there of probably uh our lives but the determination to get there right we should maybe we should write a book on on that experience for that that's like a good I would co-write that one with you, just like tales of the entrepreneur life, right? Of because you know that even can be a place where we can dovetail this, even this segment today, because like to be an entrepreneur, right? Um, most people don't understand the utter commitment it takes, right? Uh, speak to that because I, I know it, you know it's true in your life, and and you see it because you've there's a common bond when you have a bunch of people in the room that are successful right. and, and it's going to be what you're going to talk about. Yeah. I just think, um, gosh, we're trained. So in real estate, look kind of, kind of continue to use real estate as an example, but there's a lot of things like this in life, right? We've been trained to take these easy routes, the path of least resistance. Like if you're fat, pop a pill, if you're sad, pop a pill, like all these things pop a pill, right? It's like, yep. there's no pill in entrepreneurship. There is, there is no easy route. And, the problem is, is, and it's not a problem, but a lot of people that see you or I, they're, they like think that you've got something special. And while well, I think you're special, Corey, and all those things, but my, 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 the reality is, is like, it's like, yeah, overnight success, like 11 years in the making, right? But it's if easy they could to only see all the times that we hustled and grind yeah. when no one else was watching, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so much that happens behind the scenes that, Usually it doesn't get posted on social media as much, right? But it's like, I mean, we've been through things with our families, health issues sometimes. I've got, you know, fortunately, knocking all kinds of wood, my, my family hasn't had a lot of health issue type things. But there's just, we know people that were like working hard and life smacked them in the face, right? And, and, it's, and it, it just happens to people that are not entrepreneurs, but it takes a special person to persevere through that in their own business when the path of least resistance is just to go back and work for the man and, and have a job and get that kind of easy paycheck, even knowing that that's not. What you said is. something to uh, Isaac. My, um, I want to call him my Manny, but I know I shouldn't. <laughs> He's Mr. not Every- a man. Mister Everything. He's Mister Everything. So Isaac uh, works for me. He's in an internship. He's from my hometown. Twenty-one years old. And so I remember he come up to you. He goes, "So Mike, you know, um, you know, you guys just got this thing dialed in. It's like it's perfect, right? And um, you know, how do you how are you so successful or something?" And he was telling me about the encounter and he goes, what he said, he's like, man, we're just, we're just trying to figure it out every day. Yeah. You know, that's the truth. That's the truth. It's uh, when we're recording this right now, it's a Friday afternoon. I'm the only one in the office because my team works from home a couple of days a week and Friday's one of them. And, uh, I'm in here cranking, trying to figure shit out. I mean, I could, I, the thing is, is I, nothing that I'm working on today, for example, has to do with today, like, but I'm building for the future. Right. And so, right. It's like, it's easy to just say, I'm taking the day off and I'm not, it's not that I don't take days off either. Don't get me wrong. But like, I would say 
if I wanted to coast, I could probably work five or 10 hours a week and coast, no problem, making as much, you know, as much. Probably for the rest of your life. I ever have, right? Yeah. 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 At this point, you know, I have, we have rental portfolios. We got some multifamily stuff. I have uh, businesses that are not passive, but the recurring revenue just comes in no matter how hard I work today. But that's not what I'm about. Like, I'm why about, do we do it though, Mike? So why? So, so, cause I don't know you are my brother on this, right? So yeah. <laughs> why do we like, I mean, I know my answer. Tell me your answer. Why do you, why do you do it? It's hard to explain that. You know, it's like, it's like the game, there's a little bit of it being the game and I, and I play to win and I take risks that I shouldn't take, but that's just who I am, you know? But some of it is impact too. Like I know that I impact others and sometimes I get discouraged that I see like I'm trying to impact 10 people and it really only works for two of them. But that other eight wasn't me. It was like they didn't have it in them to, when we coach, not everybody's is successful. And I hate that, but I don't think there's anybody that I've ever coached that would come and say, I was unsuccessful because of you. Usually yeah. they're like, man, I just didn't listen to what you told me to do. I know you kept saying it. So I'm not saying that for any reason to like shirk any responsibility, but I thrive on impact and building. I think you love it, dude. It's hard. It's hard. I, I do. I do love it. I know you love it, dude. I, I know, know you love it. I Just like, it. I love it too, man. I love it too. But yeah. I get, I get yelled at by my wife all the time. We, we get together and we're like, man, we, we got to stop doing all this stuff. We don't have to work this hard. And the next thing you know, we're starting a new business together. <laughs> yeah. hey, we go, we go to, uh, we're in uh, Idaho and, and uh, West Yellowstone and we're snowed in and you know, we start talking. Next thing you know, we're on each other's boxes and we're, you know, scheming and planning. And it's because yeah, yeah. it's just a natural, it is naturally, I think, what we do, right? Yeah. yeah. And um, and the truth is, I think we both enjoy it. I know I do, right? Yeah. And I and I know you do too. And and so when and what a wonderful spot to be in, right? Where yeah, sometimes this, you know, like today's a, a light day, but it's not because it's a planning day, right? And, and, but you've probably scheduled this time for kind of thinking of some bigger ideas, right? Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And so that's your creative time. And, you know, as entrepreneurs, that's what we don't do enough of a lot of times. A lot of times we're just working in the business when you should be working on the business. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting. We're, we're cut from the same cloth. We grew up in the Midwest, hardworking families, like things like that. Right. And I, I if there's anything that I inherited from my family, it was hard work, the ability to work hard. And, you know, my mom had three or four jobs going at the same time just to get by. Right. And, uh, I don't have to worry about getting by anymore, but that work ethic is still there. Like, I mean, I'm bored on a three day holiday weekend. Like I, I'm itching for something to do. Right. So it's hard. We go on vacation and I travel a lot, but my laptop goes with me everywhere I'm at. And I can't, I, you know, I, I might read a book or uh, definitely enjoy my time while I'm on vacation. And that's always a struggle too. So, we talked about that. Like I'm yeah. there, but sometimes I'm not present, you know. But yeah, uh, I'm getting better at that. But there is, there's rarely a, a couple of days that goes by that I'm not, I'm not digging on something just because it's, it's kind of what I do. It's just, it's my, it's my life and it's my hobby and it's everything, right? So yeah. So because I, I get this a lot of time too. So like, people look at me, they're like, "Gosh, you work a lot, right? You, you really work a lot." Or and and we'll be on a vacation, and I'll still like. I just like to open up the box and see what's going on, right? Yeah. Like just check out a couple little things, right? I just right. it's just naturally what I like to be to do, right? Or check on some of my stats, um, see where some people are at. Maybe I'll read a couple emails. And it's that is very much like when everybody else is reading a book or doing their stuff that they like, right? To me, that's what I like. 
And and so yeah. I've had to kind of educate people of like, hey, listen, you like to read books, right? And you're on vacation and that's your little quiet time. This is my quiet time, man. Right? I actually get fed and I enjoy doing this stuff. I don't really don't mind it. And I do I like to move. I compare sometimes like my I have people in my family, whether it's grandmother, my mom, my wife, sometimes they you see people that are just like whenever they're traveling, they're working on crossword puzzles or doing Sudoku or all these things. It's like it's a puzzle, it's it challenges your mind. Working in my business challenges my mind like that. Like it's a puzzle. You're solving problems, right? It's a puzzle, yeah. Now where it becomes a problem is when I create a problem that then needs to be solved, which I'm guilty of some of that, right? But <laughs> like this problem doesn't even exist, and I just created it just to have a puzzle to solve. But I don't know. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm perfect, man. I've got I've got issues, but uh, I want to talk about the Dallas Stars. The, the good thing is I'm not the only one. I've got buddies like you that we. No, we've got- dude, I'm right there with you, brother. I'm right there with you. So uh, you know, how about the stars last night? Um, Gosh, they were they were looking good for the first quarter, and then they kind of fell apart. But yeah, and they came in the last three minutes, and they scored two to three. Yeah, so I know you're a big Stars fan. Yeah, um, we were we were watching it at home. There was a away game, and uh, so we'll see. This is round. Where I don't know when your show comes out here, but this is uh, we're still early in the second round uh, series, so we got a long ways to go. But yeah, it's going to get harder. So you know, anyway. so like something like that. So I mean, let's talk about like you know. When you so when you're when you reach a level of success, right? And what we're talking about is, I feel like you know we're going to talk about real estate, but now we're just talking about entrepreneur stuff and just right, like what happens with that process, right? Is at a point in time you start figuring out the things that really you enjoy, right? So you're a big hockey fan, right? And so you have uh, season tickets, right? Yeah. And I will say that. my seat is next to my contractor. <laughs> That's how it started. It started with real estate. He, he's a bigger fan than I am, and he's been a fan for longer. And so that's kind of how it started, but it's evolved. And by the way, he's like a, a very dear friend to me too. So it, it, turned, it, turned into, it turned into more than just work, but yeah. Yeah. And so, but and now, do you guys make most of the games, but do you give your tickets away? Yeah, we give tickets away sometimes. They have a pretty good process. We actually go to, I mean, there's, as you know, there's 41 home games in a hockey yeah. season. So I bet we go to 30. Yeah, um, which is you know, and we live um, we live a, a decent ways away from from uh, the stadium, but we may for honestly, I say I keep saying we, my wife and I, Lindsay. So the truth is, is uh, my wife and I worked together for a long time from the beginning, uh, eleven years, and um, you know we have this common thing together that is worth. It's the one thing that that's where I'm going with. That's where I'm going to it. But yep. she, but she. Uh, just to be real honest, and I don't know how much we talked about this with you guys, you and Shelly, Corey, but you know, real estate's not Lindsay's thing. She's just done it to support me, and I know Shelly's done a lot of that for you. Yeah, Shelly's that's not Shelly's thing either, man. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, man, this was this was for our family early on, and now over time, it just became kind of for you, and and she does it for our family because we there's things that she doesn't want to give up. Namely, she manages. She's like our CFO, so she manages cash and handles the taxes, and truthfully, a bunch of the shit that I don't want to do, which is part of the problem. Uh, but for us, um, you know, uh, she has a ton of hobbies. My hobby is more work and, um, hockey became, you know, what happened is my contractor, Kevin, who you probably know, uh, met for the best fuel because he comes to those usually, but, um, you know, every once in a while he'd give me his tickets or I'd go with, um, and a couple of times Lindsay went with me this a few years back. Yeah. And, uh, 
And it was a good time. And we're like, you know what? This could be like our thing. This is one of the things we do. And so, you know, it's a little bit of a challenge. My son's 11. He doesn't go to most of the games. He, truthfully, he doesn't really enjoy it. And a lot of the games are during the week. So, you know, we don't, by the time we get home, it's like 11 o'clock or after. And so we just get a babysitter. So there's some weeks where we get a couple babysitters a week, or we have one babysitter, but she'll come a couple times a week to, and I, he's, he's 11. So he hates when I say babysitter, right? So, but anyway, sitter. Yeah, right. Sitter, right. But it gives us a chance to go out and have a good time and, and get a little bit of break from. Uh, it's like your date, right? And it's something that you guys both enjoy to do. And that's that's what I'm driving home here is because truly when I, when I when I look at really successful entrepreneurs, they have something that most of them are married. They have a very good home life and they have something that grounds them and, and like because and, and a support system because like Lindsay's your support system. Yeah. Right. No. No doubt. And and I have the same thing. That's what Shelly is for me. She's my biggest cheerleader. And um, I thought her name was Sapphire. Yeah, Sapphire when she's on the mic. <laughs> That's her stage name. Yeah. That's her stage name. For, damn for it. Karaoke night. <laughs> Inside joke there, but ding right. Um, oh, that's I, I'm proud of my sapphire, dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, that's where we met almost 18 years ago. Is at a karaoke joint. That's awesome. But but my point is this: is that you're absolutely right. So I, I look at that time, and and what better time to spend if you're going to carve out something, and you say, well, that's our thing, and yeah, so it's sometimes it's twice a week. You know, it's only for a season. It's hockey right. season. Right, right. But in that season. You get to really hang out with your spouse, your wife, right? And man, touche, brother, right? Like well, that's- the cool thing is, is we do. You know, we're, we're. I'm not saying these things to brag, but we travel a lot. Like we we travel, and it's it's kind of funny how, uh, you know, I don't know how much we travel. Probably probably twelve twelve more weeks. than I almost more than I do, and I know I travel a lot. Twelve weeks out of the year. The cool thing is, is that we, we did this last trip with you guys, and we're looking forward to traveling more with you guys. We've got so much in common. But um, that was easy, you know, right? Like when it's yeah, when it's the right people, it's just easy. What yeah. do you want to do? Oh, let's go do this. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right. But uh, you know, we travel a lot, and we and we've been blessed. And I'll say this, I'll honestly say this, after many years, that I I realized that we would go on these big trips and do some cool things, and. I wasn't always present. Like I'm there physically and probably struggle with that. Probably there's other people that do too that are entrepreneurs, right? And you're kind of like, it's funny. I, um, you know, at our last Investor Fuel event, we had this uh, guy, Sean Whalen, come yeah. speak. And he, he gave a presentation. In fact, he was at another event I was at literally yesterday. He spoke the day before and he gave a different presentation, a little bit different presentation, but he said the same thing. And he's like, you go on vacation and uh, you feel like, I got to do this work while I'm here. And your spouse is like, why aren't you kind of present? And you're like, well, this is why we got to come here because I'm doing the work. Right. And it's been easy in the past to say, I'm doing these things for my family. I'm working hard for my family and justify it in my head. But you get to a point, I think you and I have got to that point to where, Hey, I still work hard, but man, I'm, I'm crossing the boundary on why I'm working so hard. Cause I don't have to work that hard anymore. So like every once in a while, you got to catch yourself, man. I have, I have, I actually, I've turned stuff off right now. So now I, and I think I've learned to do it with my staff, right? We both have some staff and you start learning to say, listen, turn on my do not disturb email. Right. That's a number. Like that's a big, if you're going to go. And so, and another thing, I don't know if you do it, Mike, but I know I do on my phone. Um, I used to do not disturb Right. So, uh, and I set it, let me see what mine set up, uh, from five, from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Unless you're on my favorites, you can't call me. It'll go straight to voicemail. Hmm. 
And that's one of the, I've, I've set that up. And it's one of the favorite things that I've done is because men, listen, at, from eight to five, after five o'clock, I do not want to be disturbed unless you're one of my favorites. So who's your favorites, your family and a couple, Mike Hambright's one of my favorites, right? <laughs> but, um, you know, there's, and you only are allowed so many favorites in your favorites, uh, on your iPhone. Yeah. So that's all you get. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, man, I, that was one of my biggest things of like trying to cut myself off because I could do it 20, I could do it 24 seven, but right. the truth is I don't need to do it 24 seven. Yeah. So you're right to that. Right. So, uh, I don't know where, where we're at now, but I'd say, you know, generally I, I, I think we were kind of tying back, we're talking about investor fuel and really just being around people that are like-minded is those are the types of discussions we're having. Like, you know, I, and the, the interesting thing is, is it, it doesn't have to come at the expense of growth. Like in the past, I was like the harder, and this is part of, this is my upbringing. I mean, the, the work ethic that I learned growing up was not expanding with my mind. It was using your hands and your body, like working hard. My family was all blue collar workers, right? So it's like, yep. work hard and get ahead. And you and I both know now that you can't, you're, you're, your own, uh, you're your own bottleneck and all that stuff. You got to work with your mind and how you impact others, right? And so, Always. Um, so now, like, even though I'm saying, and people like you and I talking, people at Investor Field talking about, I want to 10X my business, but I don't want to work any harder than I work now. In fact, I want to work less. So how do I grow my business? How do I impact myself, my family, people around me financially and in lots of other ways? but actually work less in the process. And uh, those are the conversations. That's that building a business, right? Yes. And that's what, that is what happens in investor fuel. Yeah. Right. And yeah. doing it, the, and we call it doing it the right way. Yeah. Right? right. Because there's a wrong way to do it, which is I'm going to rule the world. Right. Because you will, that just like burning the wick of both ends and you're going to just explode. Yeah. Because yeah. it's really, it's really actually maturing into a true business owner. Don't you think, Mike? Yeah. And there's a, you know, there's this, uh, we kind of go back to, you know, Robert Kiyosaki's four quadrants. It's like, you're an employee then you're self-employed, right? And you're trying to become a business owner and a business owner moving into uh, just having your money work for you. Those are the four quadrants. I'm an employee. I'm self-employed. Like I still have a job and I'm still doing everything. I'm a business owner and I have employees, but I, I still, you know, have Watch to watch my business and yeah. it's business. And there's like, my money's just working for me. Right. Yeah. And, and you're, you're a few steps ahead of me in terms of getting money to work for me because multifamily, but that's the direction that I'm moving in. And you obviously want to move even further into that direction. Right. And so let's move together, brother. That's what I love about it. Right. And I would say there's a lot of people that are in real estate investors that are still, most of them truthfully are still self-employed and that's fine. I mean, I was there too. You were there too. We were all there. Yeah. That's not the goal. That's not the destination. That is a stepping stone on the journey. And so, yeah, I mean, Rich Dad Poor Dad, I'm glad that you just brought the book up, Rich Dad Poor Dad, because that is the book that, that gave me, us the roadmap, right? Right. But a lot of us kind of lost track of what that said, because no Robert never talked about flipping properties or wholesaling properties or trading or right. being a trader. He just right. said about you know owning stuff that pays you cash flow. Right. And so when we get back to that game, and that's something you've done really well, is you do have your rental properties, right? Yeah. You've got a substantial, and you didn't build that overnight, but you built it over a period of time. Yeah, I think um, you know, and that's that's why uh, you and I are one of the reasons we're working together now and and doing deals. And the truth is, is my intention is every deal you do going forward, I'm going to be in on it, right? And yep. And we aspire to do more multifamily. I mean, I have a, we have a rental portfolio, but 
the honest truth is that most of that was built like 09 to 012. We just kept a bunch. And then as prices started to go up, we didn't keep as many. And it's like that rental portfolio is nice, but I look back now and say, I wish I had 10 or 20 X that. And the truth of the matter is to go buy hundreds of houses one at a time is, and keep them as rentals is very, very difficult, right? Yep. I'm not saying it's not possible because I know I have, I have a mentor that owns thousands of properties, but he's done it over decades, right? And so my runway, I don't know how long my runway is, but I don't want it to be any longer than it has to be. And so I know by yeah. doing bigger deals, you know, uh, we can move the needle much faster from a wealth standpoint. I, I'm not at a point, I'm, I'm at a point now where I'm not worried about like today money. Like, don't get me wrong. I, if there's cash around, I want it in my hand. Like I want today money, right? But I'm more willing to forego money today for long-term wealth. And that's kind of where I'm at. I don't have to worry about paying the bills anymore. Very yeah. fortunate. We worked really hard for that. But I'm more worried about building wealth in a significant way long-term. And that's why we're doing multifamily. Dude, playing the bigger game with me, brother, is, uh, it's, it is a lot of fun. Yeah. And, you know, and I always go back to it, Mike. I, you know, sometimes there's forks in the road and somehow I just, I saw a fork and I took it and it's marinated. So, cause like when I, I started really first met at you, I was just kind of, it was an if 2011 is when I bought my first apartment. It was still incubating. Like it had to like percolate enough to then sprout out this whole thing. And then I was like, oh my God, look at what Corey's done. Right. And um, you know, but um, but the truth is it you can grow wealth significantly faster by you know building a, a hundred homes in one little location, right? Yep. That's that's a typical real estate deal, apartment deal, right? right. Yep. And then they only get bigger from there because you can still buy, you know. 300 units in one spot. Yeah. And that's one transaction. And it takes just as much work to do that deal as it was the hundred, as it probably was the one house. Right. And the cool thing about, about multifamily or bigger investments is if, if you were to like, think of a lot of us as uh, real estate entrepreneurs, like new real estate investors and look at an org chart of, you know, the average real estate investor, the org charts are the same, right? I have like finance operations. I have uh all these different roles, marketing, lead generation. And when you're a smaller investor, when you're just getting started, and I'm not knocking anybody here, I'm just kind of stating the reality is that when you're a new investor or even newer, or even if you're doing like dozens of houses a year, you look at that org chart and your name is probably on every one of those boxes. Like you're doing it all right. Like it's the same org chart as a fortune 500 company. There's gonna be a lot more boxes underneath those boxes on a bigger company, but it's hard to scale that individual business and and it's not it's not impossible. I mean, I have staff and there's other people that do too, but it's it's hard to scale that in the single family space. And we've done it and a lot of people have done it. And there's a lot of everybody in investor fuel has done it. However, with multifamily, I mean the deals we did with you, for example, I've never even been to the damn properties. I've never been, I've seen a lot of pictures, but there's a property manager in place, there is somebody that's doing the marketing to get people in there. Like all these things are kind of just plugging because you can scale it like that because you have the cash flow and the, the revenue level is so much higher that you can outsource the money. All the things needed to make it things. perfect. Yes. Right. And single family, you're like, I got, I can't justify filling that role because that's going to cost $50,000 a year. And, and there's not enough profit in the five properties that I'm trying to buy, you know, or right. whatever it is. Right. Like, right. It's the truth. So listen, yeah. uh, Mike, I love I love having you on, brother. 
Absolutely. I know we just we maybe talked a lot about nothing, but I think we talked about everything. This was a show, but this could be a conversation that you and I are having at any at any given time, right? This is kind of how we roll. Yeah, it's pretty much right. Yeah. But uh, I mean, because I mean, because it's reality, and sometimes people just need the dose of reality of how things work. Entrepreneurship's hard. Um, you need to to uh, be part of groups that will challenge you and help you grow the right way. And one of those is the investor fuel route. And um, so I just want to I want to do a shameless plug for you because if you are in that boat, sometimes multifamily has to percolate, right? And for me, I went and learned the wholesale business, and I learned it at a mastermind group. And you have lots of successful um, operators out there. Um, you have different different levels. You have a gold membership, and then more of an elite stuff. So you've got a place for some newer guys, and also a place for seasoned investors, single family guys to probably level up and probably level up their systems, if anything else, right? So yeah. how do they find you? you no, know, we're, we're primarily single family oriented, but that's, you know, you're obviously you're in there. I come, yeah. Well, I come because yeah, yeah. I love you. Yeah. And honestly, I still get fed. Yeah. There's still things that I learn. I'm like, oh, that's because yeah, Like cool. we said, there's a mixture of kind of tactics and there's a, mi- a mixture of just entrepreneurial life kind of talking, right? But but there's people that do other things, uh, other other things there have other models as well, and so we don't we don't like limit ourselves to uh, single family. But that's kind of how it's evolved. And the truth is, is I think people that are doing multifamily or other things could get a lot of value. It's not straight up multifamily, and it's one thing it's not is it's not ego driven. We're we're all. I mean, honestly, you, you could be sitting next to to a, a you probably will be sitting next to a multimillionaire. But the, the point is, is like you know, I'm not saying people can't flash their ego a little bit, but that's not what we're about. We're about just all being people. And the truth is, is I don't know anybody that's in our group or many successful real estate investors at all that came out of the womb successful. Like they had to scrap and find their way there. And that character is uh, what brings us together. You know, Fighting your way to the top, brother. Yeah. 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 Cool. How do they find you? Uh, yeah. If you're interested, uh, you know, we, we, um, I mean, our group is, we're very restrictive of who we put in. We, for our platinum group, we even limit the number of people per market. So we have a, a few major markets on the country that are already closed because uh, we're not allowing anybody else into the platinum group. But our gold group, uh, as Corey, as you kind of said, is for people that are going to be doing, you know, really at least a deal a month. We're really looking for people to kind of do in between 20 and 50 deals a year. And then our platinum group is for 50 deals and up. And there's people in there that are doing hundreds of houses a year. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, you just go to investorfuel.com and we ask you to kind of apply. Tell us a little bit about you schedule a call with my team and we'll have a quick uh, conversation with you, answer your questions. And honestly, we're going to be feeling you out too to see if you're a good fit for our group. And so without getting into a lot of detail, we, we have four main meetings a year and now we have four what we call power retreats, which are like little getaways. Uh, Corey, we're not going to talk about the last power retreat because uh, somebody might have had a little too much to drink. But anyway, it was a good time to just get together with people like us and, and break bread and uh, <laughs> yeah, and ha- have a good time. So anyway, uh, investorfuel.com, you can kind of start the process and uh, learn a little bit more about it. And we'd like to learn about you. The truth is, is there is an investment, right? It's not cheap, but the, the fact is, is like, there's people that come into our group that like from one quarter to the next have like increased their business by 50%, hundred percent. When you're man. operating, when you're operating at the level that we operate at and in and, and the business we're operating at, let's be honest, there's hot, you know, there's a lot of potential profit in real estate investing. So it, it doesn't take much to like learn a couple of things and your business just pops. And it just, it just breaks loose. Right. Yeah, I see, yeah. I've seen it time and time again. And, 
And the one thing that I love about your group um, is the love, man. Um, people really care. Yeah. And that's unique. I mean, not they're, they're there to help, but they're real humans, right? And, yeah. uh, and you've done a really good job in selecting and carefully allowing your culture of your group because there's a culture at Investor Fuel. Yeah. And it's, it's, it is very uh, unique and it's very real. Yeah, the cool thing is, is I mean, I hear all the time where I see pictures like two people that met there are like on their families are on vacation together, they're funding each other on deals, they're lending to one another. Doing yeah, they went stuff. on hikes. They went on hikes, right to the middle yeah. of the yeah, there's Ozarks some really cool stuff happening. Stuff. That is just this ecosystem that's been created of people uh, just kind of doing life together, right? And and we're on this that's journey it. together. I mean, you and I have talked about this a little bit. We we become great friends, and and I really appreciate that. The truth is, is um. You know, the dirty little secret is, yeah, I have 5,000 Facebook friends and we have a hundred and something thousand people on our cleaned up flip nerd list. But I, you know, the truth is, is I feel alone sometimes. Like I'm even though, and I, I'm, I'm the facilitator of all these groups. So there's a difference between acquaintances and people know me and this and that, and truly having like really good friends. And I think it's groups like this that, that facilitate those and bring those people together. Amen to that brother. Listen, thanks again for coming to the show guys. Hey, listen. If you are looking to grow, right? If you're and you're, you're stuck in the single family place and you're doing some deals, but you want to grow, see Investor Fuel. But guys, most of growth happens right in between your two ears, right? It's in your mind. Because if you can believe it, you can achieve it. And your paradise is possible.